listening to Coast to Coast Latino. What's done is done. I tell myself, don't be a fool. Play the field. Have a lot of fun. It's easy when you play it cool. I tell myself, this is Florencia Vicenta de Casillas Martinez Cardona. Born in El Paso, Texas, better known as an incredible American vocalist, Vicky Carr. She was born to parents of Mexican ancestry, and she's performed in a variety of uh, musical uh, genres, including pop, jazz, and country. But uh, she is best known, believe it or not, for singing in Spanish. Uh, this particular song was uh, released in 1966. It became a massive hit for her. She became an international star. Even though her very first song uh, came out in 1962, which was re-recorded by Phil Spector, and it became a, a big American hit as well. Uh, Vicky Carr can be heard on iTunes. You can pick up her music on iTunes. You can also watch... Uh, some YouTube videos of her performing together with numerous other uh, Mexican singers, including Vicente Fernandez. Good morning. My name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for joining us on the Friday edition of Coast to Coast Latino. Uh, a lot of things have happened this week. It's been a busy week, especially for our president, Donald Trump, who has made a decision to hunker down and not agree with what voters have decided, and that is that uh, he's been fired. Uh, yesterday, Thursday, uh, Georgia confirmed, after doing a hand recount of all the votes, that Joe Biden won that state, and it's the first time that state has voted blue uh, since, uh, since 1992. So it's been a while uh, for Georgia, The biggest uh, states that uh, Donald Trump is contesting right now uh, is Wisconsin and Michigan. Uh, Michigan has uh, quite a number of, of voters who, uh, who are African American, and they were incensed, especially in Detroit. They were incensed when uh, their local electoral uh, committee did not uh, Uh, confirm the the outcome of the vote and because that that committee is comprised of two Democrats and two Republicans the two Republicans didn't want to confirm uh, after holding a public hearing which they're required to do so uh, they changed their mind and they agreed to confirm so they voted to confirm and after getting a phone call from uh, President Trump uh, they changed their mind and now have signed affidavits uh, asking that their votes be rescinded, which, believe it or not, can't happen, not legally. Uh, once a person votes in favor of, there's no way to backtrack it and say, sorry, I, I made a mistake. It doesn't work that way. And uh, the state electoral people uh, for the state of Michigan are saying, uh, that there's no way that uh, they can rescind the vote. Uh, so after filing 32 different lawsuits, the Trump administration, the Trump campaign, I should say, 
uh, has lost 31 of those. And uh, quite frankly, their legal appeals, their legal option for turning and changing the election results uh, have run out. So now he's looking at a new strategy, and that is to meet with uh, elected Republican representatives of each state with the intent of having them nullify all the votes that uh, were submitted and instead uh, select uh, a new electoral uh, college that uh, uh, that would be friendly to President Trump and therefore keep him in office. Is that legal? Well, here's the thing. And I don't know how many of you have been paying attention to the way uh, Donald Trump thinks, but in his mind, if it's not in writing, if it's not a law, if it's not a rule in writing on a piece of paper, in his mind, it doesn't exist. So believe it or not, the, the election process uh, that... Uh, that we've been holding on to, the electoral process, uh, has been more of a rule than it is a, uh, a law, okay? And uh, yes, it's possible for state legislators to go in, throw out the entire election claiming fraud and uh, alleging fraud and uh, selecting a group of electors uh, who would then approve whoever the that particular legislature wants wants them to approve for President of the United States. And so that's what they're banking on. It's a far shot because frankly, what it does is it it uh, really goes up against the face of democracy, American democracy, and a, a democracy that has been around for, well, since, 1776 and all of a sudden we have a president who's decided no I I want to be president four more years or for who knows how long and what he's doing is he's taking the same role and I want you to listen to this very carefully especially to you my conservative friends that listen to this he is taking the same role that many socialist leaders in countries like Venezuela, Russia, and other countries, where they put on a phony election, but the whole time the person remains in power. And that's what's essentially going on here. If you support Donald Trump's position right now, I'm going to call you what you are. You're a socialist bigot because all of a sudden you've been telling me that and telling us and telling the whole wide world that you are very much in favor of the United States of America, but yet you're adopting socialist points of view. And there's something wrong with you for supporting this. You can't possibly go out and say that it's okay to be a socialist country because you've already said that Joe Biden, if elected, would be a socialist. Well, now you're discovering, and we're all discovering, the real socialist has always been Donald Trump.
I mean, all you need to do is look at the way he has spent money in the last four years. It, it's gone totally out of whack. He's put money on everything. Uh, yeah, there were more jobs. Yes, the economy was doing okay. Uh, but understand that even Democrats can do the same thing. They can fix uh, Wall Street. They can fix. Uh, they can fix. Uh, uh, um, uh, the economy, all we need to do is look at Bill Clinton and, believe it or not, look at Barack Obama. Barack Obama did an incredible thing by keeping uh, keeping our uh, nation afloat at a major time of crisis during the Great Recession. Well, with Donald Trump at the helm, we're about to embark on a Great Depression because COVID-19 has gone so out of whack it's not even funny. And here we are with a president who is determined to keep himself in office. And that has been his sole focus is to keep himself in office and completely ignore the fact that 48 of the 50 states in the United States are currently suffering with coronavirus. And we're talking about really serious where we have states where Republican governors who initially did not want to uh, admit that COVID-19 was an issue and was even mocking uh, the wearing of masks. Today, they are saying masks are mandatory. They, too, are beginning to close down their economies because they're realizing that the spread of the virus is through continuous contact among people. And, it, and let's face it, it's mostly among young people because there is a need to socialize. Our society has established itself in a way that young people socialize. And, they, and we encourage it. And we want to continue encouraging it. But there's an issue, and that's called COVID-19. COVID-19 has claimed a quarter of a million Americans since March of this year. A quarter of a million. At the rate things are going, experts are predicting that 300,000 will be dead by Christmas of this year. And the spread is incredible. Now, on the upside, we have two vaccines that may be may come to the market in about a week or so, which would be fantastic. But not everybody is going to get the vaccine, and you have to understand that. In fact, uh, based on CDC records, it, uh, it doesn't appear like anything is going to happen uh, at a mass scale until the beginning of 2021. Uh, more than likely, the first people to get uh, the vaccines are going to be anybody on the front lines, and that's primarily nurses and physicians, uh, because they too are being negatively impacted by COVID-19. There are physicians and nurses who have died because of COVID-19, and they are our essential uh, workers who are protecting us. Here's another thing. Uh, President Trump has failed miserably to provide the proper personal protection equipment that is essential for our doctors and nurses to be able to perform their jobs effectively. Some nurses 
have been wearing the same fatigues, uh, uh, medical fatigues, to address COVID-19 for months. And that's not good, folks. That is terrible. And of course, the economy is going to get worse because now we're talking about more people becoming unemployed because the restaurants, especially restaurants, are going to be closing again. And unless they set up a system or a process so they can somehow uh, continue functioning by doing uh, uh, dining out or carry out kind of kind of food, uh, they're going to shut their doors. And in the last wave, beginning in March, we saw a lot of uh, service workers lose their jobs. We saw outrageous unemployment numbers uh, skyrocketing into the millions. And uh, we're going to go right back to that. Here in California, the governor has instituted a curfew because he knows, the legislature knows, that young people are the ones who've been spreading COVID-19. So the curfew is from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Almost immediately, we had a number of law enforcement people, especially those that, that are supporting the president's position on COVID-19 saying they are not going to enforce the curfew. Okay, then. Uh, Let it be on their heads, too. Because quite frankly, when you lose a loved one and you see how ugly this disease really is, uh, uh, you you won't be able to budge because of your political views. And COVID-19 doesn't understand politics. It doesn't understand Republican. And it doesn't understand Democrat. It doesn't even understand the different ethnicities and races. It just attacks. When it shows up, it shows up. And yes, people with underlying uh, health issues are more vulnerable. There's no question about it. There's plenty of proof already to show that. Um, But the long-term effects of those that have had it and fully recovered, they they haven't fully recovered because they have damage to their kidneys, they have damage to the brain, they have damage to different organs of their body. Uh, Some continue to suffer for months after having COVID-19. Did our president have COVID-19? Many of us are suspect of that considering the fact that he came out of it so quickly, first of all. Secondly, uh, the fact that he continues to ignore it as if it, as if it's, it's a, uh, a hoax, the way he initially claimed it was, a democratic hoax. And let me tell you people, that Latinos are definitely feeling the brunt of this. Major publications throughout the U.S. are are publicizing the fact that Latinos are heavily impacted by COVID-19. The city of El Paso, and the reason why I played uh, Vicky Carr was, uh, I know darn well that uh, uh, she comes from El Paso, but the city of El Paso is perhaps the biggest example that we can share on just how tragic this disease is. They've been hauling in or bringing in 
large refrigeration trucks, trailers, to be able to put the dead bodies in because the morgues can't handle it. Um, the, the hospitals are overflowing to the point where, uh, yes, there are makeshift hospitals being made in tents left and right, ICU uh, units. Uh, what all of this does, by the way, it also takes away from individuals who are suffering underlying issues such as uh, heart disease, diabetes, etc., cetera, uh, that those people are no longer receiving the type of care and treatment because their physicians are so focused on addressing individuals with COVID-19. And this particular wave, by the way, is not unique to the United States. It's worldwide. We're seeing it. And Dr. Fauci, remember him? He's the expert that uh, was guiding uh, Donald Trump in the initial stages of uh, COVID-19. Dr. Fauci predicted this was going to happen, especially in the winter months. Well, we've entered the winter months, and uh, we're seeing the uptick, uh, and we're seeing the negative impacts. That includes cancellation of football games, by the way, professional as well as college games. We're seeing uh, an impact on television, uh, where many of our shows are either being canceled or postponed because somebody ended up with COVID-19 and so production had to stop. On a standard basis, uh, it's a two-week uh, two week quarantine for anybody who uh, was around uh, someone with, uh, with uh, COVID-19. And even the services that we receive from government are being impacted. Uh, when a government employee is detected uh, with COVID-19, they too go on a shutdown, a two-week a two quarantine uh, to assess whether or not uh, any of the other uh, individuals in the work area was uh, also infected with COVID-19. So if you're calling uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles or Parks and Rec or any any uh, agency that you normally deal with and all of a sudden you don't get a, a response back, well, that's why they probably ended up with a quarantine. Uh, again, if we follow the basic rules, wear a mask, wash your hands on a regular basis, and uh, do social distancing. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. And for us Latinos, let's talk about going out. We're talking about quinceañeras. Don't have big quinceañeras. And even when you do uh, uh, the, the first birthday of your, of your child, don't invite 30 people and throw a big party. What we're saying is hold off. Just wait a little bit. Let's, let's control this thing. Uh, let's see if we can make an effort to 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 bin, diminish it, especially in the Latino community, because the Latino community is the most impacted by COVID-19. And all we need to do, like I said, is just look at the data. And the data clearly shows that there is a disproportionate impact on the Latino community. And if and if you love your friends and if you love your family, Follow the basic rules. 
like I said, wear a mask, wash your hands, social distancing, and more importantly, don't have large crowds, don't have large parties in your backyard. Don't go to quinceañeras. Don't go to the big birthday parties. Uh, the CDC is even telling people, don't travel, stay home. We need to control this thing. But we as Americans, we as Latinos, we can control it. But we have to follow the rules. And yes, some of us are, are fatigued by this thing already. Because quite frankly, it is frustrating and tiring to stay home and not do anything. Especially when the rent is due, when you are having problems putting food on the table, when you're watching your kids suffer because they can't do uh, distance learning because you don't have money to pay for internet. I mean, there's a lot of things that are impacting our homes right now. And that's the reason we're feeling frustrated and fatigued and we're saying, no, enough is enough. We got to get out. I get that. We all get that. But in order to control this, we're saying we need to stop and pay attention to the rules. Okay. Now the rules, the people that set up the rules, it's not their fault that this is happening. We can definitely put the fault on our federal leaders. The President of the United States knew about this back in January. He could have laid out a, a good, strong plan, but because he doesn't know how to plan, because he doesn't take things very seriously, he doesn't even take this election seriously. That tells us that he is totally going to be ineffective. Even if he was around for an additional four years, how much more can we put up with? Okay, and I can safely tell you that a conserv as a conservative, I don't want this guy around anymore. He is bad for the country. He is bad for America. He is bad for Americans. And he's especially bad for Latinos. Some of, uh, some of the Latinos who've endorsed him are, are individuals who see the machoism in it, in this guy. Well, that's great, I guess. But machoism does not put food on the table. Machoism does not strengthen the, our economy. And being macho, in fact, minimizes our ability to think clearly and be able to say, hey, we need to turn the channel. I mean, put yourself in this situation. If you have a, a six-year-old who is uh, sitting in front of a, of a computer and is watching porn, are you going to let that happen? Or are you going to go up there, turn it off, and explain to the child why why that's probably not a good idea. Well, that's the same way with this whole concept of macho. You know, you got you got to back off this thing. Um, now, in terms of our economy, it's going to be negatively impacted unless, of course, you're a government employee. In which case, believe it or not, you're still receiving a full time paycheck. But if you're a service worker, you're unemployed. You have no, no paycheck. And without a, uh, an effective uh, kind of a stimulus check showing up, 
you're probably being hounded by your landlord to pay the bill, otherwise you're going to get evicted. Evictions have already started in many, many parts of the U.S., and evictions are going to continue. There are people that are moving out of wealthy regions like San Francisco. Believe it or not, the rent in San Francisco has dropped because there's less people living there. There is a tremendous shift, but it's not a positive shift, and you have to look at it. Where people are moving to are mostly rural towns, smaller communities, smaller cities. As a result, you're seeing an uptick in uh, home sales. You're also seeing an uptick in property values. But that's not good for individuals who've been living there for a long time, who are not property owners, but have been paying rent. So for you to get an eviction notice, understand that more than likely uh, you've been behind on your rent and you haven't been able to catch up because there's been no stimulus check showing up, uh, which means that you're going to get thrown out in the street. And we already have, especially in California, a really bad homeless problem. This is going to exacerbate the whole problem. It's going to make it worse. So we need to look out after each other. How do we do that? How do we look out after each other? There are programs. There are Latino nonprofit organizations across the United States. They're taking and assuming control, assuming responsibility. Some of them are conducting fundraisers to be able to help out families to pay the rent, make ends meet. Others are doing uh, fundraisers and looking for effective ways of collecting food to be able to feed people. And here we have Thanksgiving coming up next week. And there are families out there who are not going to be able to enjoy a Thanksgiving meal because they don't have the means to be able to uh, purchase it. And uh, so there's efforts by nonprofit organizations to be able to meet those demands. One of the nonprofit organizations that uh, that I want to mention is, of course, our sponsor, the Vida de Oro Foundation. The Vida de Oro Foundation is dedicated to the arts. But in the last five months, it's been dedicated to provide for families who can't make ends meet. And unfortunately, we also have the shysters who ha who are now knocking on doors. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, f fraud going on when it comes to requesting money. And if if you get hit up for money from a organization, my recommendation is find out whether or not the organization is legitimate. Ask them to provide you a letter of designation by the IRS. It's called a letter of designation by the IRS. You see, every nonprofit is given a letter of designation by the IRS that certifies that they are, in fact, a nonprofit organization. Then the second thing you want to do is you want to go online, go to the IRS website, and ask is it a legitimate, valid nonprofit? And they'll tell you. They'll tell you online. So, you got to be careful with shysters. During this time of the year, you also have a lot of people that are asking for toys for different organizations. 
uh, new toys especially. We know of shysters who take those toys, put them in their garage, and resell them. They put them up on eBay, they put them up on Amazon, or else they'll just, you know, put them out uh, uh, and open the garage and say, we have a sale today on toys. So you need to be very careful. Uh, there are organizations, there are groups of, of people, rather, uh, who are very giving. One of those groups, typically, are lowriders. And lowriders have been taken advantage of many, many times because there's a lot of shysters who see them and they go, oh, these people, they care about the community. Let's hit them up. And, and they get hit up and then lowriders get frustrated. And by the way, uh, if you see a lowrider out there, say hello, because you know what? That person is investing. That person is putting money into their home. They're putting money into their car. They're working individuals, and rare will you find a lowrider who doesn't have a job. And guess what? Many of them have essential jobs. They're working for a warehouse. They're working for meatpacking companies. They're working as farm workers. Uh, these are individuals who go out, make money, and provide for their family, but also invest in the art of fixing up their car. So. Pay attention, people. You 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 gotta watch. You gotta watch out for shysters. Finally, what I'd like to do is invite you to come to our uh, Facebook page, uh, Coast to Coast Latino Facebook page, and uh, join us there. Every day we post uh, news about Latinos uh, from across the entire United States. There's a lot of things that are up there. Some great ideas some great recipes, uh, some ideas for business, some ideas for startups, some ideas where you can find money, which banks are offering uh, loans to startup projects, which nonprofits are offering training as well as funding grants to start up uh, a project. And if you're really suffering, it's an opportunity for you to get motivated by seeing what so many people are doing across the United States. We're not alone on this. We are all together into this. I want to thank you for joining me this Friday on Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. I am your host, and I appreciate you taking time today to listen to uh, the message that I hope inspires you to continue on during this pandemic. If you get a chance, join us at uh, coasttocoastlatino.com. Uh, if you want to send us a message, by all means, send us an email at latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. That's latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. Until next time, next Wednesday, wash your hands, wear a mask, social distancing, stay safe. <laughs>